Welcome to Picks with the Professor, the show where a real statistics professor and his friends give you sports betting tips. I'm your host, Professor Sides, and in this episode of Major League Baseball Picks, I'll on the prices that I think make for good bets, using the predictive mathematical model I've built, affectionately known as Sideline, for games scheduled to be played on Monday, July 3rd, 2023. In case you're new here, check out the webpage on the banner. It's www.pickswiththeprofessor.com slash new for some explanations and community rules. Remember, if you're interested in projections of picks on every single game, sign up on Dub Club. That link is in the show description. Cost is under $1 per day. You'll get money line prices, run line prices, first five prices. I got that model built up. Totals, numbers needed for A grade, plays, all sorts of information, weather information. Uh, and, of course, exclusive access to our Discord chat. So lots of goodies over there. Again, that link's in the show description. Cost under $1 per day. Remember that sports are unpredictable, so the discussion on this show projects a typical game and is not trying to forecast it to a T. It's to be a foolish and impossible goal. There are no right sides or wrong sides where other prices where any side should be played. Whether using my model or someone else's, this is the probabilistic thinking. It's key to growing your bankroll instead of draining it. There will be ups and downs, but with this sort of thinking, those things will balance out in the long run, but are simply hard to foresee before they happen. In other words, please understand that good and bad variants will occur, so the long-run profitability has been proven winning every single day is an impossible reality for any gambler uh i've been doing a lot of solo so- shows here lately uh the schedules haven't worked out so it's good uh jake to have you back on uh have wow. a have a have a companion here to talk baseball with uh we've had uh we've had some downs here lately i think this is their first back-to-back losing weeks of the season um you know it's it's the the ups and downs of of sports betting can't, the doubts can really take a toll on you. I feel like it's it's sad when the when the losses happen. Um, thankfully, we've had way more wins than losses. But I am curious your take on uh, how you deal with the downs because every single better has to deal with this. And of course, we've had it here the again the last couple of weeks. And you hope to bounce back here this week before the All Star break. But I'm I'm just curious your take on on how you handle that. <laughs> yeah, uh, I just when I have like back to back weeks like this, I, I start review re-looking at my process because anybody can have a down week that's just a thing but i start reviewing my process to like make sure like hey what 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 am i doing wrong and sometimes you're not doing anything wrong it just bounces wrong like yeah got some guy's bat wakes up and it goes on the street for five games and it's just changing everything but it's not a consistent performance and stuff like that i mean you just kind of relook at it make sure you're still making the same consistent process kind of deal and adjustment here and there could send you back way back in the profitability. And that's a, and that's a great point. That's a, kind of what I did this weekend. I actually relooked at some things and made a few tweaks, uh, building out the first five model. And that actually uh, caused me to kind of relook at how I did the full game model a little bit, make some, some tweaks here, hopefully for the better. Uh, but it is a great point. And it's a tough thing, I think, for betters to try to figure out, you know, I'm I'm a big believer in trusting the process, trusting your process, whatever that happens to be. But yeah, when you have a couple of losing weeks, you have to stop and think, is the process still working and I just have to stick with it or not? And that's a tough, <laughs> a tough thing to figure out. It's easy after one bad day to just be like, I'm just trusting the process, two bad days, whatever. But when it's kind of like a couple of weeks where I just feel like you're in a funk, you know, how do you handle it? So uh, for me personally, uh, you know, don't have any first five picks today. We'll talk about a little bit first five, sprinkling in a little bit of that in, uh, I think, 
you know, can help, especially this time of year with bullpens starting to get really fatigued. Uh, but then also, at least for me personally, trying to kind of focus in on what's my favorite play for each game and not trying to push things too much and not trying to do multiple plays in each game. So uh, t- in today's show, I'll talk about here's my favorite play. I kind of like this other one too, but I'm not going to make it because I'm just going to focus on the one play. Uh, so hopefully we'll have some good discussion on these uh, four games. But before we get to those, some quick reminders. Please hit that like button if you're on YouTube. Also, if you aren't yet, please consider subscribing or following. It's free. And if you turn on notifications, then you won't miss any of college basketball, MLB, or college football content that this channel provides. You can see high scale picks on the screen and in the Google Sheet with the season results and all sorts of fun metrics and ratings. Uh, that link is in the show description. But as always, with scaling and with the picks, take what you like and leave the rest. Two day games today here on Monday. Uh, we're going to cover one of those. First, the, the one we're going to cover here, 205 PM Eastern Astros at the Rangers. Um, Astros take a two or three here from the Rangers in this series, a big series for the division race. Astros have been a good four or five games behind the Rangers, it seems like, for over a month now. So a chance to win three out of four is huge for the Rangers. Chance to salvage and keep that lead. Big game here for July, especially early July. Big game for before the All-Star break. Christian Javier versus Martin Perez. Uh, Javier, I've mentioned, I, I just I feel like he's taking a real big step back. I'm not a huge fan of what he's done this year. There was an article, I believe, in The Athletic recently talking about his fastball velocity being down and if the Astros are going to skip his turn of rotation a few times and how they're going to get him ready for the postseason. He was fantastic last year, but he now actually rates below league average, according to sideline, with his struggles this season. And that's obviously really disappointing because he was so good last year, so much fun to watch. Uh, I'm just not as big of a fan of him this year. I think the Rangers are probably going to be able to touch him up a little bit. Martin Perez actually ranks a little bit worse and is a lefty, and the Astros rank really well against lefties or, or project really well against lefties, being almost exclusively a right-handed lineup these days, especially without Jordan. Not that Jordan can't get lefties. Um, but, you know, Martin Perez is a guy who's had some success against the Astros in years past. That's something to keep an eye on. I'm not really sure how predictive that is, but I do know as an Astros fan I've seen him, uh, you know, have, have more success than you would think he should. Uh, against this team this is a situation where if you're with us on dub club you got the early projections and you could have locked in what would have been probably a b-grade pick on the rangers uh at about minus 107 yesterday that value is gone at this point it's now minus 122 uh so i think the side it's really a tough pick uh i, I think it's priced pretty well model says the rangers win 54 percent of the time and the correct price is minus 116 so they should be slight favorites at this point uh, but I think it's priced really well. Instead, I'm going to stick to the over nine uh, model projects, 9.9 runs. And like I said, you know, Martin Perez below average. Astros really right-handed heavy. Rangers bullpen below average. Astros should put up a few runs. Uh, and again, I just, I, as much as I like Javier, uh, the underlying metrics for him are really discouraging. This Rangers offense is really good. I'm going to go over nine here. You can look over in the first five is a pretty good edge as well. Uh, if this is nine and a half, for whatever reason, I don't know where the number's going to go, but if this is nine and a half, I would probably look to first five over. I wouldn't like to go over nine and a half. That nine's a pretty key number here in baseball, but over nine at minus 110, I think it's a pretty solid investment. Jake, what do you think about this one? Yeah, I, I love this over nine. It's just very attractive. With the, Both these offenses can really punish pitchers that make mistakes, and unfortunately, Valdez and Perez <laughs> are – guys that have been, been uh, making mistakes this year at times. And, I mean, it's not anything, especially if, if that's right with the athletic and uh, the, his fastball slowed down, that is da- that's dangerous because that's just going to be batting practice, and yeah. especially – and this is a dome, right? 
Yeah. Or is it mm-hmm. open? I can't remember if they open the roof or not. Um, not so, on not on a day game in July. It'll definitely be closed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I forgot about Texas. Yeah, yeah but it's this just, is this is a game that the old stadium though, where this game would have been hotter than blazes, and the total should have been like thirteen or something in the old stadium because the way, especially at the end of the at the end of uh, that stadium's life, they they did a, a thing where they like tried to open up something behind home plate for like better views, and it created this like wind tunnel and uh, a hot day that wind would just be blowing out like crazy, and then just insane amounts of runs of the summer games there unfortunately that's gone now we have a, a more controlled controlled environment there yeah but i just think these offenses are just way too punishing to have not your best pitchers going and we've seen that with the Astros as of late. Uh, you know, they they definitely can struggle against the better pitchers, but against the weaker pitchers, we saw it against the Cardinals last week. Against weaker pitching, they really can take advantage. And uh, again, especially against, and I mentioned this before with the Astros. I'm not, I'm, uh, I'm a little bit more optimistic after taking the first two in the series. But as an Astros fan, uh, it's hard to back them against a good pitcher, especially a good right-handed pitcher. But against a weaker pitcher and or a lefty, uh, that sets up for them to have success here. So uh, again, Perez has, has done okay against the Astros historically. He's had some better starts, but uh, Perez also this year, the underlying metrics are worse this year than any of the last couple of seasons. And so that's uh, also, uh, and you know, if, if you're looking to Perez has done well against the Astros, uh, that might've been an older version of, or a previous version of Perez. Now that we have an older version in this current form, uh, you know, it sets up for the Astros where somebody should score some decent amount of runs here going over nine uh, there in the afternoon. 7, 10 p.m. Eastern, going from my team to your team here. Braves at the Guardians. A nice night in Cleveland, mid to low 70s. Wind will be blowing in at 5 to 10 miles an hour. So you have a pretty pitcher-friendly ballpark, especially with the wind blowing in. It's going to favor the pitchers in this one. Bryce Elder is a guy I've long talked about. Not as good as that 244 ERA, but the only metrics say he's still a very good pitcher, gets a lot of ground balls. He's a guy who should continue to outperform his peripherals. Gavin Williams. In his two starts, 284 ERA, but the advanced metrics say that he's not pitching that well. Model still rates him below league average. Obviously, anybody facing this Braves offense is going to be up against it. Uh, Two sets of good bullpens here. Uh, Model says the Braves should win at 63% of the time that the correct price should be minus 173. So I'm going to be on the Braves here at minus 155. It's a B-grade pick. A-grade would be minus 149 or better. Uh, so a solid investment here on the Braves. Recently reformulated. Now I have, uh, I guess I should have talked about this at the start of the show. I've got four tiers on ABCD rather than just ABC. So kind of splitting the A grades. This would have been an old A minus pick. Now it's a B grade pick. So still definitely one that I think is worth investing in. Um, you could look Braves first five as well. The edge is about the same. But both these bullpens are good and this Braves offense is good. I'd rather just go, I'd rather lay the extra dime and just go full game and avoid weird variants. You don't, you know, don't know when the runs are going to come, that sort of thing. Uh, I'd be looking more first five if I was really worried about the Braves bullpen or if I thought, you know, they're going up against the best bullpen in the baseball or something or whatever. Both bullpens are good. Uh, Guardians also played a game that went pretty late last night. Didn't play on Sunday Night Baseball with the rain delay, the extra innings that could have taken a toll on the bullpen and just the, the freshness of the Guardians. So uh, I'll just go full game Braves. And then the total... Uh, I like the under nine. I'm not playing it. It's my second favorite pick in this one. But I think if you wanted to go under nine, that's not a bad look. Model says 8.2. Uh, you know, I like the Braves a little bit more than the under simply because unders and Braves games are scary. We got a good under with the Braves on Saturday against the Marlins. But uh, the way the Braves scored early, that was very scary. So um, I think if you want to play a total, I think under nine makes a lot of sense. But I'm just going to focus in on the Braves. Uh, Jake, what do you got? 
Yeah, I love being a Braves fan this year. It is just fun. <laughs> We're good. It's great. I'm, I'm so happy. And, and you've got like half of your pitchers are hurt, and you're still and you're still this good. Like, yeah. imagine if you actually had a, a healthy rotation. Yeah, I know it's it's it's, um, it's. I just love it. But Elder is great. He has absolutely surprised me with how good he is this year. I didn't expect that. Um, you're like you're right. The ERA feels a little bit lucky, but not that much. I, I don't think it's, it would be that much higher. But this offense, I mean, I think part of that is the confidence he gets to throw with. Because I mean, if he gives up two or three, he's he's like, okay, that's fine. We're going to get five. And yeah. I just the Guardians, man. Their offense just disappears at times. Um, I just and I don't think they they just haven't looked great to me this year. And I don't, especially coming off all the extra innings, rain delay, all that. I mean, I know they're at home, but I just I don't think that's going to work out well. You know, the Braves right now are not a team you want to see if you have any kind of disadvantage. And I think that's a big disadvantage, like we've seen with Sunday Night Baseball. They might have not, they might as well have been the Sunday Night baseball game. So I, I just think this Braves team with the way they're hitting and the pitching's good and their bullpen seems to be getting better. I I just uh, I'm sorry Guardians, but this this is all over the Braves. Yeah, and that game didn't end that much earlier than the Sunday night game did either because of everything getting delayed. Uh, they did have to travel. That game was in Chicago. Uh, Guardians looked a little bit better uh, this weekend than they looked in the past, but it was also with the Cubs, a Cubs team that's been also very up and down. Uh, I feel like all the central teams, AL and NL, have been that way, right? They're like the Pirates. You know, they were great, and they were terrible, and then now they're like good again, right? And uh, are, are good relative to those standards. And that's kind of how all these central teams have looked. They've all been kind of up and down, and it looks like it seems like they look a little bit better when they play each other and then when they go outside of the division they look a little bit worse so it's like sure the guardians looked better playing the cubs okay well it's another central team right that's kind of how all the central's gone uh and it's it's a whole different world when you're playing a team uh like the braves minus 155 i think a little bit short this braves team is really well i'm surprised that we're not having to pay a higher premium on the braves i'm surprised we're still backing the braves i feel like this is a situation where the you know in years past i've seen these types of teams become especially popular teams like the Braves, you know, one of the top, you know, five for sure, 10 most popular teams in baseball playing well. And the line just get runaway crazy because everyone's backing them. And I'm just surprised it hasn't happened here where the number is just so out of range where we couldn't play them. The fact that it's still pretty good value surprises me, but uh, I think part of that's elder. I think people are just like still down on him and it's like, no, I, he's actually pitching really well. Uh, his, Fastball velocity really concerned me last year, but he's picked it up an extra mile an hour or two, and that really makes a big difference. He's getting hit pretty hard, but he's getting so many ground balls. Uh, he reminds me of a young Framber Valdez, who at this point is probably uh, the front runner for the AL Cy Young Award. Uh, who knows if Elder will turn into that, but that same sort of thing where Framber just made a living and started becoming really good by just saying, I'm going to let you hit the ball on the ground, and that's what Elder's doing, and you get, get guys to get ground balls, and this type of baseball and that works out really well so uh a good pitcher to back here in elder uh you can go under as well if you want to go guardians team total under that's another way to look a lot of ways to attack that one yep. 8 10 p.m eastern royals at the twins warmer one in minnesota low 80s wind will be blowing out really strong to start uh over 10 miles an hour to start around five miles an hour to finish uh pretty neutral park overall that's really affected by how cold how warm the wind etc uh this is going to be a warm night the weather's going to bump the projected total up a lot because of the warmth in minnesota well above average temperature and wind blowing out austin cox for the royals pitched pretty well here in his first start has had 
a few bullpen outings, but the underlying metrics suggest that it's a lot of smoke and mirrors, that he's a below average pitcher at this point. Uh, Joe Ryan, probably about as good as that 344 ERA, a very solid pitcher. This Twins team, kind of like we talked about with the Central, right? Kid look better when you're playing other teams in the Central. Otherwise, you know, um, probably a disappointment if you're a Twins fan. A solid bullpen, not great, not as good as I hope, but decent enough. Much better than the Royals, especially now that the Royals have traded Chapman. Uh, offensively, the Twins, at least around average, which again, I, I know is a disappointment. They were hoping to have a better offense, especially once they brought Correa back. Uh, but still better than the Royals. So it's like, I, I don't want to dog on the Twins too much because their competition is much worse. Um, model says this should be Twins minus 243. The current price is minus Mine is 217. It would be a B-grade pick on the money line if you want to lay it. I don't think that's a bad look if you want to lay bigger odds. Models says the Twins win 71% of the time. So even at minus odds, it's still a plus expected value play. A-grade price would be minus 206 or better. I'm going to go to the run line, though, and take the Twins minus 1.5 at minus 115. B-grade pick and A-grade on this would be minus 107. So still pretty good edge here at minus 115. Uh, not that top-tier confidence level, or not confidence level, top-tier uh, you know, value proposition, uh, right? The probability is what it is. The price just changes the, the return. Uh, but part of the other reason I like this run line here is that the model also likes the over 9, uh, projects 9.9 runs, warm day, wind blowing out. That creates more runs, and more runs means a higher likelihood of winning by more than one even though it's the home team i'm going to take the twins on the run line but again whether it's over whether it's twins team total over whether you're playing it safe on the money line you got a lot of ways to attack this one jake how are you looking at this game yeah i love the twins minus one and a half here i like getting the more payout for the same well not one of the viewers the same risk uh i just the royals are bad um the pitcher not great the hitting not great the fielding not great. I just, they're just bad. Um, twins can can really be really good offense. They see flashes of it. Yeah, um, yeah. And then they just forget about it every once in a while. Uh, I mean, at least Gallo is having a better year. Uh, but they need him with the Yankees. But Correa has been a big letdown this year so far. I just think they're. At least a much much better team than the Royals. It should be able to win this with the weather and everything. Should really help out the, the scoring. So we should be able to win this about two, three, four, five runs. Yeah, and the, the Royals, you know, winning three out of four is probably the first time they've won three out of four all season. Uh, two of those against the Dodgers was really surprising, of course. And I wonder if we're getting a little bit of value on this because of the fact that they beat the Dodgers two games. But, you know, we always talk about baseball. Weird things happen. You can't, and this is why we talk about you can't overreact to one game. The Royals might win this game. I have no idea, right? I'm not trying to, like, pull out my magic eight ball or something because no one would have really thought the Royals could take two or three from the Dodgers, even at home, right? That was still a surprising result. And so the way you played it, we actually were on the Royals uh, with an A grade pick on Sunday. You know, why is that about the price? And it turned out that it worked out well for us. Right. But you know, we, we, the Royals still are a bad team. And uh, you know, I remember last year, I think the pirates went out uh, a bad pirate team went out and swept the Dodgers last year. And then everything went on to being the way it was after right after that, right. The Dodgers started, winning again and the pirates were losing again. Right. And so uh, I'm not really taking too much from that. I mean, it was good for them to win those two games. Part of that was uh, I think the Dodgers, two pitchers who I've long talked about, I think we're getting massively lucky uh, in the last year and a half in Urias and um, Gonsolin both kind of falling back on their faces. I don't think Joe Ryan is that type of guy who's uh, 
you know, been very lucky. Now he may give up a, a few home runs. He's slightly more heavy on the fly ball than the ground ball. And on a hot day with the wind blowing out, he may give up a few runs. So I said, I like the over, uh, but I think both teams will score. It's just, you have to trust this twins offense on a day like this against the Royals pitching to put up a ton of runs. This feels like a seven to four type game uh, where sure the Royals are going to score a few, but uh, the twins should be able to put up uh, a, a big cricket number. So kind of like the over kind of like the twins on the money line, kind of like the twins team total over official pick twins run line. But again, a lot of ways to attack that one as well. And then wrapping us up late night game here, 9:45 PM Eastern Mariners at the giants, uh, chilly night in San Francisco. As always, it seems like mid fifties, uh, wind will be blowing out, but in that park, will it be blowing out? We never really know uh, directionally. It swirls around like crazy in there. It's still a slightly pitcher friendly ballpark. Um, but, uh, you know, the other thing that's going to help the pitchers here in this one is the fact that the Mariners are involved, right? And they occasionally seem to play in some higher scoring games, but I still think their offense is pretty average. Their bullpen's still pretty good. Brian Wu for them is a guy I've talked about every time he's been on. I feel like I cover the Mariners game. 437 ERA, but the advanced metrics, it should be about three. He's getting close to uh, a, a league average projection, which is pretty impressive given that the only data we have on him coming into the season is, or coming into his major league appearances here is double a uh, pretty solid pitcher. But of course he'll go up against Logan Webb. Supposedly. Uh, I feel like the giants, I never know what they're going to do with pitching until like, you know, you see the guy step on the field. So uh, take note of that and bet pitcher dependent in these situations like this. Anytime the giants are involved, either bet action because you know, it's a bullpen game or if it's Logan Webb, bet pitcher dependent and make sure that Webb gets the start because they've done weird things push guys back a day for like seemingly no reason we have no idea I never know what they're doing but Logan Webb one of the better pitchers in baseball uh either last outing or the one before did struggle but still 343 ERA advanced metrics say his ERA should be even lower one of the top pitchers in baseball uh this Giants bullpen is solid probably still not as good as the Mariners but still solid offensively definitely way better than the Mariners Model says the Giants win this 65% of the time, and it should be priced at minus 182. For whatever reason, we're getting this at minus 133. I don't know. I don't like to question it. Um, a great price is minus 156 or better. This is a massive Giants edge. The run line edge is similarly massive. The model says that it should be uh, plus 119 on the run line, that the Giants win just shy of 50% of the time, and an A grade would be plus 137. I think I saw plus 155 on the run line. Massive edge on the run line if you want to split your wager a little bit there. Uh, if you want to play a minus one, something like that. I'm just going to focus on the minus 133. They're the home team. Uh, but there's good edges on the Giants either way. Along, as long as it's still Logan Webb, um, again, bet pitcher dependent on this one. If it's not, that changes things. Not that a Giants bullpen game is bad. It's just a Giants bullpen game makes this more of a coin toss game. Giants should be slight favorites, not as big favorites as they are. But again, on Bet Online, we've got this locked in as a pitcher dependent bet. So if for whatever reason it's not web, we'll get a refund and we'll reattack it. And I'll post an update to my people on over over on Dub Club. Uh, Jake, how are you looking at this game? Yeah, I'm I'm really hoping it's Logan Webb because I don't the Giants like to play close games, it seems like. I don't know. It seems like every time I turn sports center on in the morning, that's oh the Giants have come back and won by one. That so I want to do the run line with Webb because I think they're a better team than most likely, but it just it the past run they've been on has been a little, a little scary to me. So I'm just going to play the full game there where the without the run line. And I just think the, the Mariners just can't put it together this year. They've shown parts of it where they'll just absolutely wallop some teams and put up some runs, and then their offense just disappears. It's not really been a pitching issue for them. It's been 
they're not scoring enough to help out pitching when when the pitchers had a down day, or they're not scoring at all when the pitchers held the other team down. So I, I just don't see them going on the road and getting that figured out. I think the Giants win this and really don't have to worry about it too much, especially if Webb is the one going. As someone who rosters uh, Camilo Doval in fantasy, uh, yeah, I feel like he's pitched a lot this season because they're always involved in tight games and they've won a bunch of close games. The Mariners have lost a bunch of close games. That doesn't necessarily project to hold out. I mean, teams should go roughly 50-50 in these one-run games, but uh, the the difference is that the the Giants have put themselves in good situations. Uh, the Mariners haven't, and I don't know if that continues or not. It's just this Mariners team's been disappointing, and it's always tough to go on the road and, and beat a guy like Logan Webb. Uh, the Mariners, you know, maybe trying to get it together, winning two out of three from Tampa this last weekend here. That's a great start. Um, you know, winning a one-run game on Sunday. They haven't won a lot of one-run games, but, um, you know, they were able to have a comeback win against Tampa, who Tampa's strength is their offense, not their bullpen, which, again, is so weird because I'm just so used to Tampa's bullpen being fantastic. But uh, this Giants bullpen is pretty good, again, above average. And so it's going to be a little bit harder if they fall behind to the Giants early to make a comeback win versus a team like Tampa, who, again offensively is really good but can be susceptible in the bullpen and that's exactly what happened on Sunday so a little bit of a different situation especially on the road as well um even if this is a bullpen game I probably still think the Giants should be favored and I probably would still bet them I would just be hoping for better odds so again that's just kind of one of those anytime the Giants are involved Logan Webb's involved just bet pitcher dependent that way you just don't you know you get the push and you get to rebet it at, at, at hopefully better odds and not stress about it. Um, I know your offshores, uh, that's usually pretty easy to figure out how to bet pitcher dependent. Uh, again, a couple of links to sign up for those if you don't have an account there in the show description. But uh, the domestics, a lot of I was playing around with them when I was up in Indy and they all kind of have a place to do it, it seems like, or a bunch of them do. But you got to figure out each book's a little bit different. I think FanDuel was a little bit easier. DraftKings, I think you had to go to like a different page. So they're all a little bit different, but this is definitely one that I think it, it matters to pitcher dependent. Of course, we're recording this here early Monday morning, and who the heck knows? This It would be the first time that we record a show and then like – I upload it as I'm uploading it. It's like, here's this new guy pitching. So hopefully that doesn't happen. Hopefully it's just a good web. And we get, you know, but if not, like I said, we'll, we'll update our undub club. Exactly how we're playing this. Um, otherwise total on this one is seven and a half model says 7.7. So a pass for me in the total, I would consider going under eight, even though that's not a huge model edge, if it were available, but at seven and a half, it's just a pass uh, for me. there. focusing on the giants. You can play the giants on the run line. You can play the giants. First five, any way you want to look at the Giants, I think it makes sense. Uh, again, assuming it's this price with Logan Webb. Uh, Jake, any parting words before we head out into a semi-holiday Monday? Yeah, no, I love the I love the two-day games. It's great. Let's just keep this pattern going. It, it would be lovely because I'm sure we're going to get something on Tuesday. Let's just, you know, mm-hmm. two, two becomes a streak. We've been here. <laughs> yeah. Keep it going. <laughs> Yes, exactly. We should. Uh, we should. We should have day games uh, now. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Uh, I don't know if the Cubs Cubs probably are home. We'll probably probably not Friday. Uh, but you know, hey, if we get day games, you know, four of the five days this week, that'll be good. Uh, this holiday weekend here again. If you're off on Monday, uh, that's nice. I know Jake, you're uh, off today. Uh, so if you're off, uh, enjoy your time off. If you're not, whether it's today or tomorrow, of course, be safe. Celebrating the holiday, everybody, and uh, we will be back again. Uh, for more baseball picks tomorrow, but that's all we've got then today. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Picks with the Professor. Make sure you subscribe so you can ensure all the sports betting content provided on this channel is dropped right into your feed. And until I see you again, as always, best of luck. And remember, you can eat your betting money, but please don't bet your eating money.